Danny. I'm all about those subs, all about those bits, brah. Some people are all about the bass. Mots is all about them bits. All about them bits, about them bits. Give me subs. So how are you doing now that you're a Twitch affiliate? Like, have you let it go to your head? I mean, oh, yeah, you... you know, just it's 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 a it's like it's like a whole new day for me. Really, it's a whole <laughs> new feeling It's just I'm all warm and tingly. Actually, it it's uh, I was talking with my buddy, um, Jesse, who works at Twitch. And we were just kind of talking about this culture of bits and subs because I told him like the first time I got bits and I got a first sub, like I actually had this really like warm, fuzzy feeling. I was like, wow, someone cares enough to throw like 75 cents in my way. Uh, and it was really, really interesting to me. And I started joining other um, Twitch streams. I watched this one like amateur pinball player. Like he has some pinball play, like pinball machines in his basement. He was playing the Deadpool one, which I like. And I was like throwing, you know, 10 bits. And he's like, oh my God, like 10 bits is like five cents, right? <laughs> so right. it was like blown away. And it was this cool, I don't know, because it's, it's a community feeling of it or what. I know yeah. you get emoticons, but it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's something that really, um, I, I mean, I'll be totally honest. I, I had a bit of a hard time understanding at first in regards to what really drives the, uh, the community on Twitch, that, that, that connection that happens between the, you know, the streamer, the broadcaster, the content creator, and the, the people watching it is, it's real. And it's, it's, it's not a, uh, not a lot of money, obviously, most of the time there are those sort of Twitch philanthropists, um, I feel like every community has at least one, some more than one. Um, we have Chess Bay in the chess community, and she's uh, she's the the amount of good love. I mean, just just money. Uh, just say the word. The amount of money that she has donated to chess streamers is probably probably more money than I make in a year. And wow. I have a decent salary, I guess, for someone who's like a lucky chess player to help run this company called chess.com. I mean, she, and maybe, (laughs) and maybe, maybe not quite. I mean, she literally is just so generous and, and, and such a, such a huge uh, supporter of some. And then there's, but it doesn't even matter totally. I mean, there are those that are, you know, just supporting with what they can. And, and it's, uh, it's something that, Again, I looked at Twitch at first years ago when we first started as just a just a platform. We were using live stream. It was like we just need a tool to provide live events to our community. Like we're not expecting anything back. We're not even looking for like, you know, this to be a tool that comes with the benefits that it's one of the world's largest websites. And of course, the community on Twitch itself is a very valuable community and has become one to chess.com as we engage them and hopefully convert some of those gaming enthusiasts into chess enthousi- enthusiasts. But um but anyway, it's just so when you have people that are like just donating and supporting shows, which by the way, Motsi did that for the uh, chess poker show. My 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 poker show went down with Daniel Negreanu and Liv Barry on Sunday, and you were there. I saw you, baby. I saw you dropping them bits like they were hot. Yeah, I was not. I was not lurking. I was active, and this was the first time you had mentioned. It's called what? Brains and and hand. Hand and brain. A, hand and brain. And Although it's a good point. The brain comes before the hand mm-hmm. and the brain tells the hand what to do. So maybe there's a rebranding opportunity here. But yeah, hand and brain rolls off the tongue a little bit more. So that's it what does. it's called. 
Yeah. And I, you had mentioned it in the last podcast, like, oh, do the hand and brain thing. I was like, I don't know what that means. I thought it was just some variant, you know? And if people don't know what this is, it is the most mind blowing, interesting chess that I've seen. And I was probably more engaged with this stream, not because who the streamers were, although I did find the commentary and the chit chat back and forth, extremely interesting. I thought this was a phenomenal, I'm not just tooting your horn. Um, I thought everyone was there was great. And, uh, what was nice here as an amateur, uh, chess player myself, that, these um two poker players like they are pretty good at chess to begin with but they're also they're not like pro level chess um you know they're not gms for for instance or ims now what was really cool about this event is that i had never seen hand and brain before and how this works for anyone that doesn't know because you should go watch this video i'll link it in the show notes is that there was two members uh it was you and then who was the the women grandmaster so that was Jen Shahadi. Jen, yes. Thanks, Jen. Um, and and you both were paired up with one of the players. And what is amazing about this is that let's say it is um, your one person's first move. Jen is the brain and she will be like pawn, right? Just, just the, the piece to move, which in the right. beginning doesn't get too interesting for the first move, but then the second move, third move, 20th move and they have time they have it's a 10 minute limit but they have time to adjust but you say a piece and you cannot say anything else and you could see danny he was just like he was just like ah, i just want to say something and you could commentate like yes good move afterwards or bad move you could say that but during the play nothing so this was great to me because in the very beginning of the move it was like i was playing chess twice which was all right i'm looking at the board what piece would i move and often I was wrong because Danny would say something and then I go, OK, now where would I move and does it line up with them? And then what would Danny or that's Jen a great say? point? I didn't I, I wonder how many of the viewers were actually doing that. I think a lot, because to me, yep. it was so interesting and it was a slower form. Like I do like bullet and rapid like things, but it was it wasn't too long. And what was great is that everyone else was like commentating too and like they have a different mindset because they're poker players is how they're thinking through their process and the one game where um what's his name what's his name dan not daniel negranya yeah negranya he made this blunder he this was the second game i think um he made this blunder where he had advantage with like he had like a rook on the board and i remember the end game blunder Oh my god, the end game blunder. It was I was saying I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my and I could see you like freaking out. What just happened? Oh my god. Like it was just like mind, like my mind was blown. And I was sitting there and I think I think Heather was like editing a podcast or doing something. And like I like rattled the chair. I was like, oh my god, like what just happened? And I was like, this is a this is a like it like blew my mind. It was like so fun. Like I've never had, I mean, you're fun to watch, but like this type of experience where I was I felt more invested in this um, this, this chess is, this game is than great anything to else. know. I mean, because mm-hmm. we keep I keep getting this type of feedback and but we haven't really built uh, a ton of like of our plans. Let's say we're planning the different events and the different type of shows we want to do. I mean, we haven't built a lot around this format, even though the general feedback and the success of how people feel watching the shows tends to be pretty high. And we do actually have something in the works with Twitch, which 
Um, can't say who might be involved yet, but we're basically trying to create this was this was a poker crossover where we would, you know, rinse and repeat this idea with, you know, why not get big gamers in other game categories paired with chess masters and do the same mm-hmm. thing, right? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe even make a tournament out of it where you have like a teammate, you got like Danny and, you know, Ninja or something, right? Obviously, we can never get Ninja. But um, you get, you know what I'm saying, right? So you have mm-hmm. like a Fortnite meets chess gamer. So, so we're trying to do that actually, and I think it's um I think it's a lot of fun, and I think I would prefer just because like my brain has a really hard time not going into helping to explain like what happened and like why that move was either bad or good or going back, and so. Um, I kept wanting to just like turn it into a chess lesson because I just wanted to like tell Liv and Daniel like, hey, like, you know, here's what you could learn from the game. But I think just keeping the, the the games going and the entertaining aspect of, you know, that the awkward tension between the chess master and chess amateur as they try to team up and win these games is uh, is pretty fun. So I'm glad you watched it, buddy. And I I, th- I knew I mentioned it to you, but then I and then I felt bad because you threw some bits. And I didn't give you a shout out. I got distracted. I mean, I can't, we can't give shouts out to everybody, right? But then I felt really bad. I was like, oh, that was my boy, though. I should have been like, yo, Motsi, what's up, dog? Yeah, like, I think Motsi, you're still Motsi from the Bronx, you know? I, I, I did some when the blunder happened. I think I did a chair, chair 100. And I was like, oh my God, like mind blown. <laughs> That's awesome. It was like the most glorious ending that I've I've seen. And, and it was really fun to watch. Um, But yeah, to, to me, it was, it was great. And it's really interesting, by the way. Because last week's episode, I named it social blundering and literally Daniel like did some social blundering. He was blundering on the Twitch in social form. It was great. Um, <laughs> yeah. But was, on the chessboard. And there and there are a lot. Of, I mean, he legit cares about his chess. So it was it was cool because afterwards on Twitter, we went back and forth via some some direct messaging and and he made me reset. We, we changed their rating to be equal because mm. we didn't want she's 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 higher rate she you could you could tell watching i mean could you tell that Liv was a stronger player than him oh yeah Liv was like right? really laser focused like she, the entire she was time. legit good right and mm-hmm. i know her her real account which she asked us to keep anonymous so i can say like i mean she's you know she's been like up to like 1500 at blitz and he's like not even 900 yet and he plays mostly longer games, right? Where he is much stronger, but he just doesn't have as much experience here, which is fine. Like, and they were great. Like, they didn't come with like huge egos at the door. We decided, hey, let's just let's just use. You know, Daniel wanted to use his main account, which he doesn't care. He tweets about playing on chess.com all the time. If you follow him on Twitter, he's like, he's like tweeting about how he rages and hates when he loses chess games. Anyway, <laughs> but um. But she wanted hers to remain anonymous, so we set her new anonymous account with his main account to both be a thousand even, so that like for entertainment purposes, it seemed like they were the same strength. Hmm. Um, but he made me go back and reset his rating to what it actually was before the match, which was eight eighteen at Blitz. Hmm. And he's like, he's like, I don't want a free ride, like I want to earn it. Like he really yeah. wants to get better, and he. So um, that was kind of cool to to just connect with someone who like very very authentic like they were just totally real like legit love chess like super super awesome off off show too and and it probably won't be the last thing we do with them so so yeah. anyway well did heather heather get mad when you bumped the desk what did, what podcast is she doing i didn't know that <laughs> she uh she had she just released uh you know her latest episode of trinspo this week which is her travel inspiration podcast she had my friend Frank on who i do merge conflict with which is Big funny frank. frank and he was talking about how he like made his way across the Sinai desert, which I don't even know where that's at. Like she like has people on like tell these awesome stories just about travel. Where is this at? 
in Egypt. So I don't know if he like walked across. These are stories that like Frank has never told me. So like for me to learn more about my buddy, Frank, I need to go listen right. to Heather's podcast. So, um, well, it's like, cause you fall into a rhythm of, uh, of like kind of the things you discuss or whatever. I mean, you and I don't, we're constantly challenging each other. That's why we're a healthy relationship. I mm-hmm. mean, this podcast can go anywhere, but you know, it's maybe it's good. Now you and Frank need to have like a little segment where you just like, Hey, something about mods that Frank didn't know, you know, we and legitimately then- don't. So the thing is, this podcast is super personal as far as we started off not being as personal as we are now. Yeah. Like you really get the inside scoop. We, we of- pretty much just show up and just hang it out how we feel. You yeah, know, and just yeah. roll with it. You and I, I was obviously teasing, but you and Frank obviously have much more of a structure in regards to what you're discussing. Yeah, we we did one thing. We 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 every tenth episode we do these lightning topics, and we were asking some of our um, Patreons to to give us like topics. And in the chat room, they were just like hot dog versus hamburger and unicycle versus one wheel, and like <laughs> they're like all great. these things. So they like had all these ridiculous topics. So we're just like, oh, we'll do like, we'll do rapid. Like we're already doing lightning. We'll do rapid lightning. And we were just answering this stuff. And I would be like, all right, here's the topic. Like this thing, like Frank, you go, then I go. Like we'll pick and then we'll like, you know, fight about it. <laughs> but that was quite fun. But yeah, I need to learn more about the people I podcast with, especially when you do like a hundred episodes with them. Like, you know, we're on episode <laughs> 78. Like this is Dude, a lot. That's crazy, right? It's so mm-hmm. funny because you're, you're, Lightning thing with Frank reminded me of what I'm about to, after this uh, podcast here, I'm about to join one of our partner streamers. And um, it's something that I've been doing kind of since we launched this partnership with Twitch and everyone's working hard to grow their channels and their following. And it's awesome. And so um, I try to come on and join just because, you know, some people at chess.com have followed my shows a little bit longer. So this is an opportunity for us to say like, Hey, like check out this guy and like spotlight somebody who we think is freaking awesome and, and entertaining mm. right mm-hmm. so i join i'm joining the show today and one but my favorite i need to reach out to these guys because they have stopped streaming so much but one of my favorite partners i ever joined was like a few months ago and they did this variant <laughs> that they just made up i have to find a highlight to show you because it was so it was so fun even though i lost every game the variant was they had prepared like a massive list of like basically danny trivia right mm-hmm. and and like random mixture of pop culture questions and it was Blitz Lightning, where we were playing Blitz, but every time my opponent, one of them made a move, and then the other person, because they're a dual partnership stream, they would ask me a question, and I had to answer the question before I was allowed to make my move back, right? So mm-hmm. I was sort of handicapped on the clock, and so some of the questions would be like, true or false, Indiana Jones' Last Crusade is better than Indiana Jones' like Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. right? And I just and I sit there and think about it. Right. And then it was like questions like uh, Danny Wrench lost game seven of the 2011 World Open. Who did he lose this opponent to? Who did he lose to? And I'm like, I don't freaking remember. (laughs) It was so funny, dude. Anyway, that was one of my favorite. That was one of my favorite ones because it uh, and I think the chat just like loved it. Um, So that, that reminded me of that. That's a great idea. You should like we should do that. And like you surprise your surprise your partner with some questions, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, here we go. Let's learn a lot about each other real fast for better or worse. Yep. Oh man. Oh, I, I want to also, um, bring back a topic here, uh, because I just was reading some chess.com comments by myself here mm-hmm. and I was in Boston not too long ago. And I, my, my, my 
my boss uh, is an avid chess player too. And, and I go, um, have you heard of this thing called on passant? Ah, I was like this, this crazy thing. It. And, and he goes, I have not, I've only played chess for 20, 30, Isn't 40 it years. It's only played chess for 20, 30 years, right? Yes. And never heard, never had it happen to him. And I want to say that I don't know if this person is trolling and I'm going to go with yes, uh, only because I'm looking at, uh, his rating. Well, especially on... if he answered it, like I've only played chess for 30 years. Yeah. Well, no, that... I, well, I think my boss legitimately did not know about it because I had to bring up the wiki page and everything and explain it to him. But then I, I just right now, like this week, had somebody on chess.com message me about on passant. So it's like I was talking to my bot about, a boss about on passant and then someone else messaged me about on passant. OK, and you may know this person. It's smarter chess on chess.com. Oh, yeah, yeah. Smarter chess. That's Matt. This is what's a NM national master. Yeah, he's a national master. Matt's yeah. a strong player from uh, I think. I, yeah, he wouldn't care. He's from Minnesota. Um, Minnesota. He's, uh, he actually is behind a ton of the the data and stats that we've been adding to our shows where we have these algorithms and so much so that for a while he was remaining anonymous. And I was like, dude, like, First of all, your username is Smarter Chess, which I think is great. We should just call these like the Smarter Chess stats, like the mm. Smarter Chess data. So now if you see a graphic, I could even I'll bring up a uh, previous one just to show you while you're talking about this, because I want to hear your story. I'll be quiet. Go ahead. I'm going to go yeah. find something to show you. So he, he he reached out to me on chess.com and he goes, he goes, hey, he's like, I just want to let you know that I just saw the illegal pawn move that your opponent opponent made in one of your daily games. <laughs> he goes, hopefully chess.com will refund you some points if things don't work out well for you. <laughs> so he's obviously trolling you. Yeah. So here, so check this. Sure. Just just click this link real quick and scroll down to one of the first images. It shows what our pre-stats, pre-match stats were and then what actually happened. And so those mm. we now are branding those the smarter chess match prediction. And I keep trying to tell Matt to blog, but he's so he's a super busy, successful guy. He works for the Mayo Clinic, I think, like writing all mm. kinds of like algorithms that evaluate like much more important analysis than chess, like mm -hmm. medical stuff. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, but I really enjoy working with Matt and, and we, we cross over in a number of areas that are just like tend to be fun projects of like stuff like this. So I want to, I, I want to maybe since I'm assuming Matt then listens to this podcast. And he must so, obviously, right? Yeah, he must. I did just request his friend, friend acceptance or friend request on the chess.com. But I want to say that, Matt, if you're listening, I would like for you to generate a query, an analysis of of the amount of times en passant has occurred or is likely to occur in a game and then <laughs> take it a step further and collaborate with the chess.com team to cross reference how often that person that was en passanted got upset about being en passanted. Or, or the likelihood that the when likelihood. an ampassant occurs, that, that their opponent know, knows what ampassant is. Yeah. And I right? want to say, mean, like, did you guys implement the, you just, hey, hey bro, you just got ampassanted. It's, what, it's what coming. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. Oh, um, I'm we've so been, excited. I told you, we've been rewriting our, our board language. I mean, because mm -hmm. all the board technology you see on chess.com is, I mean, we write we write our boards from scratch, right? So mm -hmm. we're, we're designing the board. And so as we kind of continue to improve that, we don't want to add layers on top of, we don't want to go Microsoft here and add layers on top of MS-DOS. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Right. Mm -hmm. We got to, we got to restructure the back end before we add features. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's hilarious. So, That's, yeah. That was what Microsoft did before you joined them. Okay. Yeah, so you're you not go. a part of that. You're not a part of that legacy. Don't worry yeah. about it. 
not a part of that system. Yeah. Well, speaking Damn. of Matt Jensen and the, and the questions we've been asking, did we, we talked about wanting to get into some listener feedback where I want to go, do any of our episodes ever get comments from, That's from listeners? Question. Oh man, you're going to make me like, I like, I kind of did like, a shout out. I'm going to blunders.fm right now. I kind of did a oh, shout out to all of our Canadian listeners a couple episodes ago, right? Yeah, you did. Well, you're, you were inquiring about the, the Canadian, if Canadian people, Canadian members, Canadian, anyone from Canada doesn't have to even live in Canada currently, um, has ever listened or done anything. So let me see. Actually, by the way, I just, I'm scrolling through our, our main blunders.fm page right now. And I just mm -hmm. want to tell you how much I love you for the thumbnails. The oh, best like one though, by far is the episode 70 with the no parking sign in your little, uh, tie. Uh, just great. Yeah. Uh, I did get some, some feedback from Lydia, 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 uh, who's, uh, one of our uh, listeners. She goes from a Lydia, what's up? <laughs> she goes from a female perspective. Winks are more awkward than not, unless it may be done comically. Um, that's great in, feedback. This yeah. is good feedback for you. They said, if it's done in an exaggerated comical way, then the recipient can just respond with a laugh. If it's more ambiguous, then it's just an awkward exchange where the recipient has to figure out how to respond as in your situation. That's what totally happened. So unless you're Dude, a cowboy, this is Lydia, Lydia is thank you, it. Lydia. Yeah. So unless you're a cowboy in a saloon, taking your last shot at the bar and give a quick wink and tip of your hat on the way out, like <laughs> in an old cowboy move, it's better to go wink free. <laughs> Lydia, you are our hero. Uh, yeah. You're my hero. I love that comment. That was the best. Yes. So that's pretty much true. I'm going to go through a few other comments here in our recent episodes because you can go to blunders.fm and you can legitimately leave a comment on the episode. Um, oh, Lydia also wrote in. Oh my goodness, Lydia's all over the place. I love it. She goes as a as, as a coffee enthusiast listener, I too had a blue a bad blue bottle experience. This is from episode 74, Danny's first bad coffee. Really? Lydia, mm -hmm. she she's all over the place. Lydia, let us know your chess.com username. Yeah. For hashtag free sub. Um, hashtag free sub. <laughs> I don't know. Why am I doing that about everything you say right now? Yep. Everything free you sub. say, I go for throw some bits your way boom throw some bits uh, <laughs> uh, she said Sorry. within a past couple of weeks to the point that i actually paused my next shipment coarse grind fine grind short bloom extended bloom low temp high temp nothing could help these poor beans i'd also like to add a conspiracy theory if i may yes indeed do lydia um <laughs> she said a few weeks prior to this bad experience i received a batch of coffee that had a strong scent of blueberries which led me to suspect that they may have run out of whatever they intended to send me and instead sent me one of their regular offers that included flavor description. It tasted good, but it just had me wondering. Hmm. Hmm. That is I, a intriguing conundrum. question. I will say this. Um, I have recently been disappointed. Um, this isn't just because they didn't sponsor us, everybody. Ah, uh, I mean, uh, you know, no, 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 that's definitely, <laughs> definitely not it. But I will say that I've recently been disappointed with some of my blooming. Um, and I'm not sure I, I got a new grinder and I don't think it's because of the new grinder. It's a very nice brand new grinder. Maybe it needs like time to warm in. But like when I get new beans from a blue bottle, I'm not seeing a good proper, like super nice bloom. It's just a little bit like the, uh, the December dripper. 
I'm not. So I need to try that out next. I'm using just a Chemex. So I'm going to switch it up and, and maybe head I, I, over I'm not to sure December. that's part of it. I, I was just, I, that was just my next where my what brain went. But I've used both the, the, um, you know, the December and a traditional, I don't have a, I don't have a full Chemex, but I have like one of those traditional, like single cup, just kind of like single cup filter, bloom it up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I, I get a better bloom. It just depends on how I pour it. I feel like I have to focus a little bit and be like, Hey, don't just like mess this up. Like I kind of have a theory of how to go around the edges to get the heat to kind of like reach the bottom at the same time where it can't get through the hole fast enough. So it has to go mm. up. And that's kind of like, so I kind of go around the edge of the, of the coffee tripper and, and then it comes up, but I, I hear you. I do think the bloom is key, 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 right? You are the gatekeeper. I am the key master. I mean, it is like the key master is the pour. You have to get the bloom. So, um, so with you, but that's an interesting conspiracy theory by Lydia. I have a, I have another confession to make, um, Uh that Lydia reminded me of. And I, so, um, I've been trying to do things with my diet, as you know, and just mm-hmm. like you confess that you went to a doctor who said, hey, Mots, maybe you shouldn't have 12 cuts of coffee in a day, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, I was seeing this guy who I told you has been like kind of helped me with my diet and he knows I'm not like, I, I, re- I rarely drink more than a single cup in a day. I really do as much as I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to get to the level of Mots, but I, I've considered myself a snob, but I just... I personally am such a high, strong individual. And I think I just, you know, I run hot. I got, I, I don't need more coffee. I really don't. Um, and so I do sometimes in the afternoon, I'll hit that second cup of, cup of Joe. But I was talking to him and he was like, well, you know, maybe you should cut back on coffee like altogether if we want to like help with some of your kind of dietary stuff and do- coffee can be very acidic and whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, so I'll try it. Right. But I was like, you know, but I really love, I'm like, I can't do this forever. Like, I just love coffee. It's like, it's meditation. It's not even just about the caffeine. And I said, dude, I'm not, I'm not on a six cups of coffee here. I don't drink soda. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, Hey, work with me here, doc. Right. Don't take me off my love. Right. And he was like, well, how about you try this for a little bit too? Like, have you heard of the stuff for Sigmatic? Mm-mm. No, never. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm a, I'm a Google it. Yo, uh, for Sigmatic, um, so I'm just going to send you a link to Amazon. Maybe I would just, okay. I would just buy it for you, but you can just get yourself, maybe, maybe get yourself a little sample pack here. I know I'm going to send you to their site. So this is a, you're going to appreciate this. This is an interesting new development in the world of health. And um, mm. so this is a mushroom based, completely organic, um, basically a company that is all about knocking off those things that all of us regularly consume, mainly tea and coffee. They also do other drinks. Mm. Um, but it's, it's based on mushrooms. It's also got all kinds of other like natural health stuff in it. Maybe we should, maybe they would sponsor us by the way, quick note to self. Let's reach out to four Sigmatic. Yeah. I like that. Um, idea. <laughs> anyway. So four Sigmatic, um, is, uh, it, it's kind of a growing, a growing thing right now. It's a growing fad. And, um, I, I bought mm. myself a sample pack from Amazon. Mm. I, I haven't told my doctor yet. Disappointing news for him and maybe good news for me and you and Lydia. This did make me appreciate my blue bottle coffee because it's oh, not no. coffee. Okay. Oh, no. I was looking. It's, so now I'm like, I don't know if I want to get it. I'm no, no, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Because Ooh. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with 
okay, one of the flavors, legit, one of the medium roasts, like I could see myself getting into. So mm. I got a sample pack. One of them is like mocha. One of them is dark. One of them is, I'm like, look, I don't need flavored crap, right? But one of the just the traditional like medium roast, it's got like, it's got like lion's mane in it, which I was like, <laughs> is that a real thing? But apparently it is. Oh, and, I see it. Um, it was good. And I, I did, I don't know if I've told you, I did acupuncture for a while, like about mm-hmm. a decade ago. Um, and it was, I loved acupuncture. It was so cool. But one of the things that, um, and she did like the, my, my doctor, Dr. Dr. Lou, she was amazing. She like did cupping with me where she would like poke me with needles and like light a fire in a, in a glass and then put oh, it yeah. on my skin. And like my blood would like burst out of my head. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Literally this, this like six months of acupuncture, I did healed my headaches. I had headaches for a long time and it healed my headaches. And she wanted to do more stuff, but I was like, oh my God, like you healed my headaches. Like I'm done. Right. Cause this, this bleep is expensive, yo. Mm-hmm. And the words of Colonel Sanders, I'm too drunk to chase this chicken. Right. Um, I mean, so I, I, I walked away from that bill, but, um, but don't make any mistake. I believe in acupuncture and this stuff, this mushroom for sigmatic stuff when I was drinking, it reminded me of the herbs that she had me drinking. Oh, wow. Interesting. So anyway, long, long story short. I, I dabbled. I, I don't want to say I cheated on you a little bit this week, but I can't, I actually already started before last podcast. I opus brought it up and I felt bad. I'm like, I can't tell Mots I might be considering a non-coffee solution to our life, given that we run a podcast called Coffee House Blunders. So I it just like a little part of me felt kind of dirty about it. But now that I'm now that I'm through it, I can be open about it. It's not gonna replace my love of of coffee, the natural the naturalness of what I need, especially when Blue Bottle gets their bleep together. Mm-hmm. But but if anybody's looking for a solution, it wasn't that bad. And again, it's like super healthy for you, like no jitters. And it does have a little bit of caffeine in it. That's the thing. There's a little oh, bit okay. of coffee in it. Yeah. That's the so idea. They give you a little um, something, something. Yeah, it, it does have like caffeine is listed on the ingredients list, but it's like caffeine, lion's mane, like mushroom hearts, mushroom mm-hmm. this. I'm like, mushrooms don't have hearts. Like what? Anyway, so there you go. That's my full story. Got it. Interesting. All right. Well. I'm going to give it a try, Danny. I'm going to report back um, and let you know what will I you, think. Will you do that so. thing where you reach out to them as like, as yeah. like, hey, like the guy who's on the podcast with me, like loves your stuff. Like you should yeah. sponsor us. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> and then I'll like link to this episode and be like, look, we literally already free endorsed you. So, but you should be our normal sponsor and send us free stuff. Yeah. So, all right, cool. All right, buddy. Well, I'm, go have fun with your mushrooms over there. Yeah, I'm going to uh, go mushroom it up. Go mushroom it up. Have fun. I know you're going to go stream it up. Get those bits. Get those subs. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm working for uh, Levy Rosman's channel today, so I'll leave it in the show notes here for everyone. Like, hey, what was that show he did? It's twitch.tv slash. Anytime I'm on someone's show and and they get more bits or donations because I'm on it, although Levy's doing very well. So um, as one of the streamers in our partner program, mm. I can say he's – I think he's really got some serious talent and he's growing. Um, but um, anyway, it's always fun when they when they start getting showered bits and I'm on the show. I'm like, what? <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, that's what I um, need to to figure out. But yeah. Oh, wow. Chess Bay is a hundred thousand bits. Oh, my God. Yeah, just to just to him. Wow. I need to start playing chess. <laughs> Wow. No, she's a, she's a, she's a, she is a genuine chess philanthropist. I'm one of, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate. I'm one of, I think two people on the planet in the chess world who knows who she really is. Oh yeah. You and told me. Something you, you I'm mentioned sworn to secrecy. Before. 
Yeah, you've mentioned have, it before. Yeah. So, but Secretly. she's, uh, people wonder, cause it's a, you know, it's, you know, people wonder, and there are people in person, they're like, is Chess Bay a girl? Like, who is she? Like, you know, cause anytime you have somebody showing like real genuine generosity and philanthropy, I think people naturally kind of question motives, which is a, either a sad or not sad thing, depending on how you look at our world. Right. But it is mm -hmm. something that happens. Yeah. People are like, wait, what's the agenda here? Who is that? Is that, you know, but, um, anyway, but she's real and she's awesome. And uh, thanks for thanks for the podcast today, bro. All right, bro. All right, have fun. I'll be watching. Peace. Love you. Bye.